We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please! Help! Yeah. Hardest dumb kid in class. <laughs> All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Is For Podcast. My name is Sarge. Joining you tonight is Danger. And I want to say... I, I want to say that with danger and I always comes monster. And I'm really thankful to have monster on this one today because he knows a little bit about this. And I think he's going to have some fun with it. So tonight's episode of the is podcast is going to be the lost tapes of Marilyn Monroe. It's going to be a good one. Now, do you guys have to watch that Netflix special? No, I don't know what you're mm. talking about. Yeah, they had a Netflix special about it. Okay. Go on, Monster, go on. Okay, so I was unaware that this was a Netflix documentary until I learned what letter L was for this episode, and I started doing a little research, and I did not get a chance to watch the documentary, but I did listen to an interview with the director, and I did do a little bit of other research and found out a few things I didn't know, and... So I might not have the most comprehensive information, but I think I did learn a couple of cool things that you might bring up. But I also have some new theories because Ooh, I, so do I for some of you that may remember me and Sarge had a conversation about pretty much this topic a mm-hmm. long, long time ago, years ago, four years ago. Was it really that long? Four years ago. Jesus, we've been doing this too long. Anyway, (laughs) but yeah, so after listening to some of that, I have a couple, I don't want to say theories, but a couple new opinions that maybe Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know at the time. So for those, for those people watching or listening that don't know who Marilyn Monroe is or the significance of Marilyn Monroe. And, th- and that's okay if you don't. Not everyone will. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. I don't know. That's not okay. It's not. Marilyn Monroe, whose real name was Norman. No, uh, Norma Norman Jean. <laughs> yeah. Nor- Norma Jean Morrison, <laughs> who was born in 1926 and passed away in 1962. She is, she was an American mm-hmm. actress, model, singer, and became one of the most popular sex symbols of the 60s. Which was super great. Now, in that 36 years of life, roughly, she amassed $200 million, which is the equivalent, I think it was $2 billion, 200 and something thousand in 2024 standards. So just a little bit of money. Oh, yeah. She just, huh, just a Picanio bit of money, right? Hold on a second. I got to change. I got to change wardrobes real quick. Okay. All right. For now anybody gonna, listening and not watching, Sarge just put on foil. I put on my foil hat. Do not tell them what is happening. Put <laughs> and figure it out. For those of you listening and not watching, Sarge is now wearing a hot dog hat. <laughs> Nailed it. We're going to throw a word around. And I'm going to start with the word. And I will fill in the word as needed as people speak. On the evening of October 4th, I'm sorry, August 4th, 1962, Marilyn Monroe allegedly died of a barbiturate overdose in her home in Brentwood, Los Angeles. I No, that part is not allegedly. That part happened. No, 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 no. The allegedly part is the cause of death. And I'll get to that here in a minute. No, because that part is correct. The The reason she died is exactly what you said, the medication. But how that medication was administered and why is the allegedly part. There's a lot of alleged behind this. That's why we're going to throw that word around loosely so none of us get into trouble. If I do the quotation marks every time we say allegedly, I will fly away. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I watched the Lost Tapes on Netflix. It was kind of like, I don't want to say kind of dry, but it was like dry. Not all documentaries are thrilling. 
But I, I'm not, I don't expect a thrilling documentary, but I do expect a documentary to catch my interest and legitimately hold my interest instead of sound like they like Googled stuff to put in a documentary. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me tell you part of the reason that it, it was kind of the way that it was. I want to pull this up real quick. So I get her name. Correct. Norman but, Jean. No. So yeah. The, the lady who directed, who directed it. Yes. Uh, yeah. she had a weird day. Yeah. So in the interview that I listened to, she actually made an interesting point. She is British and she had no real affinity for Marilyn Monroe. So she didn't really know much about her before coming into making this film, which I think was probably a benefit to the film because mm -hmm. for most Americans, I think we have an opinion of Marilyn Monroe, whether you think she was just a, you know, ditzy blonde bombshell or ahead of the curve, you know, modern woman by being British and not having that preconceived notion of what Marilyn Monroe was, she kind of approached the film sort of in a different light. Like she didn't have really an agenda to try to make Marilyn Monroe look one way or the other. Again, mm -hmm. I have not seen the documentary yet, but I would like to after listening to her interview and stuff. So the deputy coroner, Thomas Naguchi, conducted Monroe's autopsy on the same day that she was found dead, which is not normal. No, normally yeah, it's like, like, like two days later or something, right? Yeah. Uh, Her name, real quick, the director's name was Emma Cooper. Just Yes. Get that. I got odd of a name, but all right. No, it's not. I don't know what Sarge was talking about. The Los no, Angeles what? County Coroner's Office was assisted by a inquest by a psychiatrist, Norman Farborough, Robert Littman, and Norman Tabaknik from the Los Angeles Suicide Prevention Center, who interviewed Monroe's doctors and psychiatrists on her mental state. Based on the advanced state of rigor... At the time the body was discovered, it was estimated that she had died between 8.30 and 10.30 p.m. on August 4th. Sorry, what was the date she was found? On the 5th. So if they did the autopsy the next day, it would have been more... She wasn't found until the morning of the 5th. Now, here's where stuff gets hinky. Okay, here's where stuff starts to get a little you can start to see some of these conspiracies and how they could kind of be right and the inconsistencies and stuff like that. Let me continue on. According to the report, which really wasn't widely viewed until the Lost Tapes was put out, the toxicological analysis concluded that the cause of death was acute barbiturate poisoning. She had ingested, I got these numbers because, you know, they were just there, eight, eight milligrams Chloral hydrate and 4.5 milligrams of fitting barbitual in her blood and a further 13 milligrams of some other type of barbiturate in her liver. Now, now, part of the problem with that is that she was prescribed this medication from doctors because she probably needed it. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that at this state in her life, she was struggling to just get through. like yeah she was very stressed out she was you know think about think about the way celebrity is viewed today what people don't realize is it was the same as back then what one of the big things i was i came across doing my little bit of research was that when she was filming the seven-year itch and that really famous scene i was gonna was, bring that up yeah where she's filming that scene where she's standing above the sewer grate and the air flies up her dress and stuff there were like hundreds of men gathered hooting and hollering and stuff and and her husband joe dimaggio at the time hated it and so she was dealing with marriage stress she was dealing with work stress and she suffered from insomnia so she took this medication on a regular basis and knew the proper dosage so it seems very strange that she would accidentally take so much medication when she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Let's see. Where was now? It was her, her cause of death was actually ruled a 
Probable suicide. Probable. I will fly away before this is over with. (laughs) The reason why the possibility of an accidental overdose was actually ruled out by the coroner because the dosages found in her body were several times over the lethal limit and had been and had been taken in one gulp or a few gulps over a minute or so. So the coroner's essentially saying that she would have to palm handfuls of the handfuls of these pills in her mouth every couple minutes to get to the levels that she was at one day later. And maybe we'll do an episode on this at a later point, given that we're covering Mel Monroe. But I mean, they said Kurt Cobain could not have even handled the it was his uh, wife. shotgun. Oh, yeah. We all know that. Yeah, they, Courtney they, Love. Next season, C for Courtney or L for Love. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we have to do that one on Valentine's Day, though. Or, or maybe K it's going to be a, Kurt. Or maybe or it's going to be a, a two-part episode, and we're going to do C for Courtney, L for Part Two, Love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could talk about her for two episodes. Oh, you can. <laughs> okay. Now, here's some of the here are some of the conspiracy theories. And number one, the tapes that were lost. Okay. There was actually when, the, what was the name of the superstar couple? I forget the name of the superstar couple was, but when they bought the old house, Mel Monroe died in, they wanted to do a renovation and their general contractor uh, had to stop renovations because he kept finding listening devices all throughout Marilyn Monroe's house. See, I didn't know anything about the, lost tapes of Marilyn Monroe before this. And so I'm going in completely blind. Okay. Okay. Hold on a second. Monsters about to explode. Hold on one second. So they had an independent specialist look over these devices that they found. And the devices that they found were for the time period that they would have been installed in the house were super advanced, meaning they, they concluded that only intelligence agencies would have access to that technology. They found at least four different listening devices throughout Marilyn Monroe's house. It was also stated that Marilyn Monroe journaled quite a bit. And those journals actually ended up missing for some time. Monsters could have to rage out. You'll be you'll be fine in one second. Okay, is, it, is, it, is it season five where his head explodes? Yeah, maybe. So the reason why they believe the intelligence agencies may have been listening to Marilyn Monroe's conversations at her house is because she had alleged relationships with the Kennedy brothers, John F. Kennedy. And I think he was the attorney general, wasn't he? Of the United States, Robert Kennedy, Bobby, Bobby, Bob, Goddamn Kennedy. Yeah. Right. Bobby Kennedy, as well as other special dignitaries that would come by her house. All right, monster. It was a nice lady. Okay. So Marilyn Monroe's house was wiretapped partially due to her relationship with the Kennedy brothers, John F. Kennedy and Bobby, Bobby Kennedy. And it is suspected. Bobby Kennedy. Bobby. It is suspected that she also had friends that were quote unquote communists. Allegedly. Back in this time, if you were a communist, that was as bad as you being a serial killer, pretty much. (laughs) So if you had ties with the Kennedy brothers and the Communist Party, which if you go back and look, the Kennedys are pretty much communists, then it was like reason to investigate Marilyn Monroe to see what she knew. Now, there's also the Truman Capote factor that's involved here, too, because and I don't want to get in the weeds on this, but he had like reason to want to wiretap her as well because of her connection to the Kennedys and yada, yada, yada. Now, in addition to the missing tapes and what they had to say, it there, she also apparently had something called the Red Diary. And the mm-hmm. Red Diary, which speculation on why it's called that, possibly because she was canoodling with communists, but 
supposedly she had information on the Kennedy brothers and other things that could be threats to national security. Cause this was right in the middle of the cold war. We're talking about nuclear war and all this stuff. And she's lying in bed next to the Kennedy brothers, allegedly. And they're telling her all this stuff to try to look cool, you know? So what did she know? And why would they want to keep her from telling anybody? True. If anything else to add, if, if anybody out there thinks that Marilyn Monroe was not shagging a Kennedy, please shoot us an email at dangerandsargmail.com <laughs> because I have thought, I, like, I have known that Monroe was shagging a Kennedy forever now. And so what? I always just kind of figured that it was like unsecured pillow talk. And, you know, that's it essentially is. If if you have any doubt in your mind, watch her sing "Happy Birthday" to John F. Kennedy, and then tell me what you think. It's, I'm sure. I'm sure and, Arthur Miller had quite an issue <laughs> with John Kennedy. Yeah. Plus, plus, even Jackie O. There's a quote from her, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but after she found out about Marilyn Monroe's passing, she didn't say anything about, oh, I'm so heartbroken. Oh, that's so sad. She was like, I'm glad she's out of her misery. It was very much like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of hers anyway. So good riddance. So some of the other rumors conspiracies going around was that and this 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 one i'm going to talk about now i'm going to talk about broad strokes i don't remember the name of the movie but her final movie that she was working on before her passing the misfits yes yeah she was fired halfway through production oh no 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 that's a different movie that's ah oh, shoot yeah oh. so anyways well, 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 yeah, well old monster does this thing there she was fired halfway through because she was having an issue with alcohol and substances and stuff like that on set, being really rude and pushy and things of that nature. They ended up something's got to give. Mm-hmm. So they ended up firing her, and she try she tried to use that time to get her life back together. And she was actually in talks with the studios to get her role back because you're not going to find anybody to replace Marilyn Monroe in a movie that you've already said is going to star Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just not going to happen. Okay. Uh, you are correct. It is called something's got to give. It was mm-hmm. originally called my favorite wife. And mm. that's, that's why I was messed up. But yeah, it starred Dean Martin. I think it was. Yes, it did. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Meryl Monroe, exactly like you said, she got fired and rehired because Dean Martin said, I'm not working with anybody, but Meryl Monroe. Yeah. On the night of her passing, allegedly, she called a bunch of, I I say a bunch, I think it was like three or four different people and started apologizing and saying goodbye and stuff, allegedly. And then when they, her doctor, I believe it was, received a phone call from somebody. And for some reason, it took her doctor like to the next day to go over to the house to check on Marilyn Monroe. After they were a reward. And what's crazy about those phone calls is the, and I don't know if any of these people are even still alive, probably not. But when they were interviewed about it later, they all had conflicting reports about Monroe's when, behavior. Yeah. Yeah. It, when they, when they received a phone call, her mood, the topic of conversation, like some people said she sounded like she was drunk or possibly on medication. And then other people said she was chipper and in a good mood. So somebody's lying, you know, (laughs) it's gotta be. Well, they found, they found that the police report said that they found her naked next to the next, next to the telephone receiver laying on her bed face down, which they said is not a normal position for a suicide by pill. Oh, okay. I was gonna face say, down on a bed. Naked. I was going to say normal way of sleeping, which is that's, I mean, naked face down is how I sleep most evenings. For anyone that breaks to his house now that you know, there you know. Yeah. I mean, You've you know, he's, he's naked and vulnerable. <laughs> don't, don't no, do no. that. Yeah. Naked, vulnerable, and willing. No, okay, no. okay. <laughs> Maybe, but anyway, continue. Uh, they also, 
they also, the housekeeper, I forget what the housekeeper's name was. She didn't realize something was wrong until the next morning when the light was still on anyways, which is really weird. They also believe that the body went missing from the time that she was supposedly died to the time that she was found. They think the body went missing? Yes. Okay. Here's one of the crazy things that I stumbled across in the midst of all this. So, just like Sarge said, there was this gap in time between when she supposedly died and when the body was found. Now, the ambulance driver claims that when he came to pick up the body, he was heading to the hospital she was still alive and they told them that like on the way from her home to the hospital, she died and they told the the ambulance driver to take her back. And they said that it would, for whatever reason, and it's never really been made clear. They just wanted her to be found quote unquote, found dead in her home versus alive in the ambulance taken to the hospital, died on the way there. So again, why was, why did that happen? Why was it so necessary for her to be again, quote unquote, found dead in her bed? With no suicide note, mind you. No, which is, I'm not saying everybody who commits suicide leaves a suicide note, but it's a common thing. Mm-hmm. And you would think somebody that had that much of a public persona, so many people knew her and like followed her. You would think she would leave some kind of finale. Mm-hmm. There's also speculation. And I don't know where this came from because this started going down a rabbit hole. I didn't want to delve too deep into my internet history. The web Um, suddenly got really dark. Oh, very quickly. They believe that some of her organs and tissues were harvested. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Now, the reason that comes up is because the coroner's report, when they did the toxicology report or something, Mm -hmm. it just sort of went missing. Yep. Okay. So... Which is mind-boggling because, number one, that's not something that would typically happen. And number two, it's certainly not something that would typically happen with most possibly the most famous person in Hollywood at the time. Well, I mean, I I liken it to the JFK assassination, right? Where they had the alleged shooter, right, in custody for like, what was it, like 12 hours? And then they went to transport him and they let some bartender get within like a foot of this dude and shoot him. And the agents were like, huh? What happened? Yeah. I'm, and certainly 12 hours before or 12 hours after they didn't hand that guy an envelope full of something. So <laughs> go ahead. Dager. Are we, are we sure we don't want to change this letter to a for allegedly? <laughs> so, okay. So I am does- six feet above my chair at this point. So what does Marilyn Monroe's organs being harvested have to do with the lost tapes of Marilyn Monroe? Because this documentary, the the lost tapes themselves, right, were allegedly a former police detective, a former police officer turned detective by the name of Frederick Otash or Otash, however you want to say it had recordings of every single thing that happened in the Monroe house after he planted the bugs in there at the request of a unidentified entity. Kennedy. Right. And these are the lost tapes, the missing tapes, because when he went to go turn these tapes over, somehow they ended up lost in the chain of custody. And the actual Lost Tapes is the name of the episode. You get to actually listen to some of these tapes that were found. Some of them were actually found. I'm just just wondering where the harvesting of organs came in. I mean, I I know it happens. I know it does. 
and that's not that's that was not it was not directly implied in the lost tapes but when you talk about the Marilyn Monroe and the reasons why and behind the tapes you kind of got to start reading between the lines of this and that's what intrigued me so much about it yes monster you're going to explode again because if you had her organs at your disposal and you could experiment on them and research them you could see what in more detail happened to her because one of the theories is that she actually had a suppository inserted into her full of arbituates and narcotics to basically knock her out. And that was part of the reason she was laying face down was so they could do that. I'm not saying I subscribe to that theory, but my thought process would be that if you did not have the organs there to study, that would make it much harder to pinpoint the exact situation. Okay. I'm just, just wondering. And now you're talking about butt drugs and you know. <laughs> no, no, you cannot talk about this without talking about butt drugs. Danger. You have walked into a world you are not ready for. <laughs> <laughs> I figured this was going to be a lively episode. I'm just going to put my headphones down and roll out. In my chair here. <laughs> so the Allegedly. other thing, the the other thing that kind of sticks out, even when to, even when watching the lost tapes and going through and you know doing a bunch of research on the tapes stuff like that, is there's also speculation that Marilyn Monroe was not only visited by the Kennedys and supposed alleged communist parties, but she was also on the night of her murder that she may have been approached by a very prominent figure. And that led to the passing of Marilyn Monroe. All right, monster. I was just going to say, let the record show. I have been very allegedly floating away. And Sarge said on the night of her murder. So Sarge has made it clear where he's staying. I'm allowed to feel. I'm allowed to feel on this. Okay. You can't take a 36 year old who made in today's times over $2 billion. Who got what? What was the name? Was it, was it Aretha Franklin that she got a singing gig? Someone super popular. I don't remember who it was, but like she used her clout and her power allegedly in the 40s and 50s to get an African American singer a job and that's saying something right because in that era women stayed at home men went to work so so here's my thought process on this i'm a nobody nobody knows who i am yes we do i know i I know who you are i know okay every once in a while I will get stopped because people recognize me from some band I used to be in or some whatever. And it's really cool and flattering and it blows my mind because nobody should know who the hell I am. But could you imagine every single time you leave your house, somebody comes up to you and not just once, several times. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't go to the gas station. You can't go to a restaurant because every time you go anywhere, people will flock around you and not leave you alone. And being in the public eye, you want to participate in that and and not hurt people's feelings. But Mm -hmm. like the only person in modern culture that I could even kind of equate this to would be somebody like Taylor Swift. Keanu Reeves. Most yeah. celebrities, and that's why I appreciate that this is mainly an auditory medium. Because if anybody met any of us, they'd keep walking. Oh, speak yeah, here. For no, sure. I'm handsome. My mommy used to tell me that before you died. But no, so my thought is she probably was struggling, and and it's documented that she was seeing a several healthcare providers, a psychologist, a psychiatrist to help her through all these things and back in those days that was taboo that was seen as like oh you have problems nowadays it's like weird if you don't go to therapy like you should totally go to therapy and have nowadays therapy's a joke it's it's like 
she was kind of ahead of the curve there, mm -hmm. but that's why I struggle so much with the idea that she would purposely overdose knowing that she was in therapy, knowing that she knew the right amounts of medication to take, you know, but anyway, sorry, sorry. Went off no, you're thing. good. You're good. So uh, now when Monster and I talked about this four years ago, we came to our own conclusion. Do you remember what that conclusion was? Absolutely not. I don't remember no, what happened. This will, this will jog, this will, this will jog your memory a little bit. That's what I'm talking about. So we, we, we started looking at the timeline as we started talking about this timeline in this eras, like the sixties was also the civil rights movement, right? It was no big secret that John F. Kennedy was a big civil rights activist, right? No big secret whatsoever. So Marilyn Monroe, when you look at the timeline, Marilyn Monroe passed away during the time when John F. Kennedy first started getting behind the civil rights movement, was going to sign some stuff in the legislature. He was going to pass some laws. And it wasn't extremely popular at the time. Because he was a communist. Yes. <laughs> Well, okay. So, so shortly, hold on, hold on, Shortly after, shortly after Marilyn Monroe died, who got assassinated? John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. Kennedy. And Short. Martin Luther King. Anyway. Shortly after, shortly after, within within four years, I think it was like I think we figured out like it was like four years. It was Marilyn Monroe, John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, and I think it was what well, was it like Malcolm X was like shortly thereafter. So Monster, Monster and I's theory was that beans got spilled about an assassination attempt to Marilyn Monroe. And that's why she had to die. That is what we came up with four years ago as fledgling danger sergeants and monsters. I take it all back because that's not what I think anymore. <laughs> it's not okay. All right. Now, now Danger was going to have some. Go on. Go on. Danger with somebody. Okay. So. What year was it that she was assassinated? That she was murdered? Because we're that's, well, a, see, that's okay. So we, we have allegedly down at the bottom, murdered at the top, and assassinated in the middle. It was 1962. She was assassin murdered. <laughs> assassin murdered. Assassin yeah. murdered suicide. Okay, and you said that <laughs> assassin was assassin murder suicide. You said that was 1962. 1962. Okay, so. At the time of her death, she was married to Arthur Miller. For those of you who don't know who Arthur Miller was, he was a playwright. He wrote The Crucible. He wrote The Misfits, the screenplay for The Misfits that Marilyn Monroe was also in. But in 1956, and I knew he was he was part of this, but I just needed to find the year. In 1956, he was actually subpoenaed by the House of Un-American Activities Committee. Which, yes. Yeah. So I think it is very possible that she was bugged for bugged by the house of un-american activities committee yeah and you know what they were looking for commies communists yeah well that's that's people what, who that's, use celsius instead of fahrenheit that's what the huac was was looking for communist uh, activity in in hollywood you know that's where we got mccarthyism from and all that is like you know pushed all that the red if you ever see yeah, if you ever see the movie The Majestic, it's all about that. It's a good movie, too. So I, Now, I don't disagree with that, but I think it's a little bit... I think that's a little too broad, because mm -hmm. I think, honestly, it. yes, she did have friends that were... And just to be clear, by today's standard, standards, communist just means a liberal <laughs> it's i mean it's not really like it's not like back what i'm trying to say is that back in the day communists were viewed as these like anti-american like heinous people but by today's standards they just are a little bit more liberal and less conservative i mean ladies and gentlemen would you just heard his monster backpedal <laughs> Okay. No, 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 no. So I'm let's 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 do a quick history lesson real quick about communism in the United States. This is a legitimate fact that in the early 1900s there was actually a national communist political party here in the United States. Mm -hmm. That it it has existed. Monster is not saying that 
everybody who's a liberal nowadays is part of the communist political party here in the United States. There is a clear delineation between freedom units and commie units, Fahrenheit and Celsius. Okay, that's just how we're going to refer to it from this point forward. Goodbye, international listeners. <laughs> I know. I just love the fact that Sarge's biggest thing is like universal health care. Don't care. Welfare. Don't care. But damn it. You try to bring Celsius into this. country, <laughs> and My God, I'll blow you up. <laughs> Celsius and centimeters can go to hell. <laughs> oh, but OK, so the point I was trying. To well, look, look, when, 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 when millimeters and, and centimeters put people on the moon. They can come talk to me. You know how many centimeters it would take to get from here to the moon? Not any, because it was in a base. I'm going to Google now. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> it, like I said, it doesn't take that long. It's fake. So I think personally that it didn't even have to get that widespread. I think it was just the fact that Monroe had allegedly been rolling around in the sheets with a couple of Kennedys and they were trying to throw their weight around, trying to look cool. And they're telling her stuff about this conversation they had or this launch code that they know. And it just sort of, she became a threat. Like as silly as that sounds, it's, it's, it's not silly at all. It is not silly at all. And another Part of that is that Monroe was viewed because she was so attractive. She was viewed as this ditzy blonde bombshell. But anybody that knew her will tell you she was very smart and she was very clever and she was very ahead of the times. So it's entirely possible that she did her flirty little Happy birthday, Mr. President, and kind of like wormed her way in there. But then she was smart enough to know how to use the information she was uncovering to her possible advantage. Okay, so two things out of all that. Number one, your imitation of her singing happy birthday is now I'm going to isolate that audio and make that my new ringtone for you. And number it was, two, it was hot. It was hot. Yeah. I'm with you. Number two, it is 381 billion centimeters from the Earth to the Moon, and I'm so glad it's a rounded off number and it's not an odd number. Is that <laughs> how long it takes to get to the Universal Studios basement for a couple of cameras and a and a black Okay. So we have something interesting and special happening right now with us at Danger and Surf. Oh, do so we? it's yes, it's it's 2024. So Danger and Sarge is going to do Extra Life, and that supports our local children's hospital here, part of the Children's Miracle Network, specifically Duke's Children's in Raleigh, North Carolina, where we're allegedly around. <laughs> if you would like to donate to us, we would appreciate that. All you have to do is go to extra-life.org, go to the search bar, type in Danger and Sarge, and we will pop up. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Sarge. You can find it pinned at the top. It's our top pinned post up there. If you're watching this on your television, you can pop out your phone, scan that QR code right up here above my left finger. I'm poking it right now. And go ahead and give a donate. And within about 10 or 15 minutes, depending on when you donate, uh, you'll have your 2024 tax deduction for income taxes. It's just that quick and that easy. We don't see any of the money. I don't even get notified until I get an email that we won something. Mm. So we should probably really, do better chat tracking that, but we should really like throw people for a loop. Be like, you can get your outcome taxes, your outcome taxes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm it. I, I am so mad. That's so <laughs> uh, <laughs> allegedly, if you go to podbean.com slash danger, Sarge, you can get a free month of podcast hosting services, but make sure you read those terms and conditions. Cause otherwise it is allegedly, and it's not for real, but no, seriously, dangerous Arge at podbean.com. Allegedly, this is my last episode because I can't take this. No, I, I got to do one more ad read. Do we? Damn it. I, I could do one. I could make one up. Well, I actually have a legitimate one. Any company that donates to our extra life gets an ad read in one of our episodes. 
And they get a shout out on our Facebook page. If you, as a business, decide to give to our extra life, four people will hear you. No, there's oh, a little oh. bit more than four people. Okay, okay we can, we didn't count the four people in Ireland. <laughs> Wait, they left because I called them commies. No, so it, but you got to prove your allegiance. You have to pick which one of us you want to read your ad. <laughs> I mean, you can That's do that. There you <laughs> or if you want all three of us to read it, but each of us pick a word and we just rotate no, through. No, no. It'd be we really all three weird. read the same script at the same time. Oh, that would sound so... The audio software would have a stroke. For for reference audience, do you know how hard it is for us to schedule these to sit down and talk to each other? <laughs> it's not that hard to schedule it. It's life just seems to have a way of being like, now, nah, when are you going to be busy that day? That's about what it's going to end up being. Yeah, that's fair. And a lot of times, the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let let let's wrap up Marilyn Monroe, the Lost Tapes. If you haven't seen the Netflix documentary, go ahead and see it. I personally didn't like the way it was it was done. There was still a lot of information in there. I did get to listen to some of the uh, some of the lost alleged lost tapes. Allegedly, these are some of the lost tapes. There is a whole metric ton of conspiracy theories out there uh, uh, from organ harvesting to somebody has some Marilyn Monroe eggs from her uterus or some crap like that. And now Monster's newly introduced butt drugs. Yes, butt drugs. Thank you, Monster, for butt drugs. If anybody thinks the Kennedys aren't capable of this kind of stuff, just Google Chappaquiddick and see what you think. No, but seriously... One other thing that I thought was really interesting about this whole thing with the lost tape specifically after listening to Cooper's interview was that I didn't watch the whole documentary, but I did see some clips. And one of the things that I saw was there's a lot of reenactments where they they play the tape, but they show like a person holding the phone, you know, kind of. For the documentary sake. And one of the things she said was they purposely picked people that looked like the people that were on the tapes. So these are actors and actresses. They're not really actually saying the lines. They're just lip syncing to the audio tapes that they have. So they, they really went out of their way to try to find people that like, fit the description, which I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, they 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 did try to do some some authentic stuff here. And and some Marilyn Monroe side notes I didn't think was too pertinent to like cut out like for people to understand the value that this woman brought to the American society back in that time in her 36 years on this planet, Andy Warhol did a Marilyn Monroe painting that sold at auction for almost $200 million. And all it was, was a picture of her face in Andy Warhol colors. That is it. I mean, he also did a Campbell's soup painting that sold for like, I think it was like 150 million. So he painted a bridge in Pittsburgh. It's now called the Warhol bridge. (laughs) I know art is subjective, but I subjectively don't get it. So whatever. Yeah, that's fair. Um, now, so, so something you mentioned a second ago, you talked about the the reenactment actors for the, the lost tapes, and this is something I've always wondered: Do people like go to Juilliard and these like great acting schools to leave college and then call mom one day? And go, mom, I got a job as a dead hooker, and like they're just reenactment actors the whole time. Like they have this massive whole of debt just to be a reenactment actor. Okay. As someone who has shot not one, but two local television commercials, I can tell you both times I was very excited to call my parents and tell them I was going to be on TV. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing. Musicians, actors, anything in the like performing arts world, everything is pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. if you get to play, like for me, like I've played guitar on a couple of other people's albums and it's like, 
they might not be the most popular songs or the most popular albums in the world, but it's like, I can still say I did that. So yeah, if I was dead hooker number three on an episode of NCIS, yes, I would put that on my resume to sheets. Like that would be <laughs> everywhere. Like I would tell <laughs> everyone who would listen. Dead hooker As, number three. That's my and, goal in life. Can we rebrand him from monster to dead hooker number three? <laughs> I mean, we possibly could, but that's going to be a lot of paperwork change on my part. Yeah. So as we've been doing this year for our closings, we've been asking individuals in amongst ourselves what we've been doing. So monster, you're probably going to be the easiest one. What have you been up to? I don't know why you called me easy, but you lay in bed naked face down. But you drunk. can't get any easier than that. Allegedly. <laughs> I have been playing the hell out of the Resident Evil 2 remake for PS5. And it is wonderful. It is so scary. It is so intense. I literally play for about 20, 25 minutes. Take a break. Have a snack. Come back and play for another 20, 25 minutes. I'm I'm having a blast. I'm having a really good time with it. I love the Resident Evil series as we have covered on previous episodes. But up until just recently, I haven't had the patience and honestly the intelligence level to get through these games. So I'm having a real good time with this. I think I'm about I'm, there's two playthroughs. You can play as Leon and you can play as Jill. Won't get in the weeds, but I'm playing as Leon. And I think I'm in the back probably, I would say I'm about 70, 75% of the way through. I'm debating whether or not I'm going to immediately jump back in and play as Jill or just give my blood pressure a break. Yeah, I, I might need to just take a break. All right, Donger, Danger, Dunger. It's pronounced Donger. It's French. <laughs> no, no I so I finished the Monarch series a while ago. Great show. Thoroughly enjoyed it. But we actually, and by we, I mean the lady and I, we actually started watching The Walking Dead from the very beginning because mm. we realized like neither one of us finished it. I stopped watching in like the seventh season. She stopped in like the third or fourth season. She couldn't quite remember, but it's supposed to be the last two seasons are fantastic. So I quit in like the worst season. Of course, I was getting I mean, ready to say, you went too far and she stopped too soon. So y'all should yeah. have fun. <laughs> well, see, I and I've got some right back here. I also read the comics and the comics were so good. But yeah. also knowing that the writer, Robert Kirkman, had a big hand in the show, you know, gives me like I liked the show when it came out when I was watching it. But knowing that he had a hand in it. You know, I can still look at it and go, okay, well, this is this, and this is this, and this is why this is, you know, like the character Daryl in the show, he created that character as like, this is a change that I would have made to the story. So fantastic comic series. And so far I'm enjoying the show. It hasn't turned into the seasons where episodes should be called who runs away this week. I think I have the first five or six on DVD because there for a while, me and the wife were really into it like not only did we watch every week we would watch the talking dead afterwards yep. like yep. we were all in and then <laughs> you know, we kind of fell off so now that i know that it's concluded i don't know i, I probably wouldn't mind going back so there's a couple spinoff series like i know maggie and negan got a spinoff series or are getting one which is supposed to be fairly good daryl dixon got a spinoff series which is supposed to be pretty good so and then fear the walking dead is supposed to be good you know i don't know i'm just gonna kind of dive into it further and see where it goes but yeah the walking dead now sarge aside from watching the lost tapes of Marilyn monroe <laughs> what have you been up to i'm uh, just doing a lot of maintenance stuff around the house both within my household itself and actually throughout danger and sarge here updated our our dangeroussarge.podbean.com website you can go there find our stuff there also, and, and this, and I think we, we, we talked about this a little bit uh, off air, maybe through text. I don't know, but we're pushing 4k downloads yep. on, on our programs, uh, on our episodes, which not sure and, and, how many streams we have, but we've got, and, that and that's what I was going to say in an era where you have unlimited mobile data, 
for those 4,000 people downloading these episodes, thank you from the bottom of my heart. (laughs) Thank you. And my next question is, why? Hold on. Let's back up. up. There's 4,000 downloads, but we have several episodes. I don't know that... 4,000 separate people downloaded them. I think like 17 people got really excited. Um, (laughs) But no, that is pretty cool. I will say the wife told me that on Podbean, if you subscribe to a show, it will automatically download when they have a new episode. I think that's wonderful. (laughs) I do too. And I'm thankful for that. That still does not equate to 4,000 downloads. Like that's, yeah, I haven't downloaded anything in 27 years. So I don't, I don't know. All right. So Podbean, we push your, we, 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 we do your ad read of one month free. If you could explain to us how, (laughs) how we've gotten there, that would be. I I would rather have them explain to me how we're getting like 2% listens on a device known as other. I appreciate that somebody's listening to us on their PSP. Yeah, that's on there too. So I have this radio that you have to crank the back of. To listen to, <laughs> and that's the only time I listen to my podcast anymore. Well, we do appreciate everybody. You can yes, send you. us an email at danger and Sarge. I'm sorry, dangerous Sarge at gmail.com. You can hit us up on all of our social medias at danger Sarge. If you have a question on where to find us at, just actually go into Google, type in Danger and Sarge, and we're like the first 15 or 20 links now. And oh, also, thank you, all you listeners. We made it to Recommended Podcast on Apple and Recommended Podcast on Amazon again. Cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Recommend <laughs> you turn this one off. <laughs> <laughs> Self-deprecating humor aside. We do love and appreciate you guys for that. So. Absolutely. With that, my name is Sarge. We have Danger Baloney. And at the bottom of the sandwich there, we have Monster Face Down. For face those Down. Of you, for those of you that are listening, you don't know what Sarge is talking about, but head over to YouTube and check out what he's talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Definitely check out YouTube. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Later. Bye. Long farewell, I'll meet us in a year. It's over. Done. Done.